0: No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mendel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now.
1: Zero goals at five on five, zero points in the standings. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, Universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. With Ezra Ginsburg, with the hostage, Dave Manouk, I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here to discuss tonight's Winnipeg Jets defeat. They lose 2-1 on Long Island against the Islanders. They lose 3-4 of on the road trip and any of the good vibes that existed following the hella and stealing of a game on monday in new york against the rangers dissipated tonight on long island gentlemen good to see you both dave blink twice if you need us to send a rescue crew for you okay that's once that's twice folks send a rescue crew for dave that's the official symbol that dave needs some help as you look resplendent as always nice to see you
2: Yeah, nice to see you, boys. The best is right before we went live here, Dave is asking Drew and I, like, the lighting's not that bad, right? And (laughs) Drew and I are telling Dave, like, it's not the worst lighting that we've seen, but it's not exactly, you know, the best lighting we've seen either. So uh, it's okay, Dave. All all that matters is we can see you. You know, you mentioned, Drew, that the Jets lost three of four on this road trip. They could have easily lost all four games on this road trip. And they were right in this game. I mean, this game was tied for a big chunk of it, right? Obviously, you know, the Simon Holmstrom goal, Coming around the midway mark of the third period is a killer, Mm -hmm. especially with the way Ilya Sorokin was playing. But I mean, the Jets had no shortage of power play opportunities, they couldn't convert. Get and it. obviously, you know, the Dylan DeMello penalty. By the way, how funny was it The how high he jumped after getting that <laughs> penalty? I don't know if I've ever seen a player a take good- a penalty and then, you know, that that's like a, a Mandel type of vertical there.
1: Well, you know, it was, it was like when was the last time you saw like an NHL player sort of uh, throw a bit of a temper tantrum about a uh, about a penalty in, in, in that kind of situation? It was really, it was odd because it was a penalty. Like he did slash him. So I didn't yeah. really understand what DeMello's reaction He's was. He's probably going to let it that. go, but. Nah, that I wasn't think the look, worst slash given, I've ever
2: seen, Drew. Given
1: how many calls they'd made against the Islanders in that period, I thought that was I thought that was a warranted penalty given the the tone of the game and how they'd been calling it to that point. It'd been pretty consistent, I think, that even if things were marginal, they were calling marginal things. So I don't mind that you know, in that instance that that call get made because it was at least consistent with uh, how true. the rest of the game had gone. Look, look,
0: you know, I just Jeff- think Dylan hey, Dylan DeMello would have been better served using that energy to actually defend
1: better. That, that would have been a better use of his of his time. That would, that's true, Dave. Look, guys, you don't get any goals. Let, let, I mean, let's just look at this road trip. Four
0: games. How, count the goals that they got. Han, on. Forget about that. Let's talk about the fact that you're chasing by a goal, and they had, what, five turnovers in either their zone or the neutral zone as they were trying to push the puck up the ice? I mean, it, it was abysmal. It was abysmal. Now go back to your five months. No, it was, it was, it was, It no, was. I like, the I, blunt, mean, I like the blunt attitude, David. It, it was crazy. Like, honestly, you're watching this, you're thinking to yourself, you guys are chasing the game and you're being, they're casual. Even with even with under a minute to go, casual would be the word I would use. The Jets didn't have, there was no fire. Like honestly, when I was watching the third period, it looked like two teams originally that two teams that were happy to get to overtime because they both agree. wanted a point. They didn't want to look, they didn't look like the, neither team wanted to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. and when they did make a mistake, i.e. what happened with the Jets in their zone, which ended up in the game-winning goal, sure, the team took advantage of it, but for the most part, I thought it was two teams that looked like, hey, we don't really care if they get a point, but we need a point, and we're desperate, especially the Islanders who are in a tight race, even though the Jets should be desperate because they haven't played well of late, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm, you know, look, there's no, where was the urgency? Like, you're not, yeah, you're, yeah, you're comfortably in a playoff spot, but that sound you hear is Colorado. That sound you hear is Minnesota because they're rolling right now and you're not. So I don't know the ur- lack of urgency from the jets, a casualness to the game from the jets. It was, you know, and it, it's embarrassing. You know, when you're look, they, the jets controlled the play, right? The jets in the second period yeah, specifically. And, 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 and for some parts of the third, but the fact is that like your goaltender did what he did for you. That last game, the least you could have done as a team, as a collective was had a better effort. I thought collectively, Dave M bringing the heat all over nice and early. He's not like, wrong. It's, no,
2: it's the third game in four oh. days, right? So we knew this road trip was going to be hard, regardless of you know anything else, right? Who was in the lineup for the other teams, right? Like you know, a lot of the focus Dave was on you know Matt Barzell being out of the lineup, and you know, JG Pajo's out of the lineup. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck, there's another player, uh, Wall, there's two other Oliver, players, as he? Wallstrom's out,
0: and right? uh. One other guy is out. They're missing five. Right, but of they've their still grandulars. got a
2: good team there, right? Yeah. Like Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, Bo Horvat. I think Noah Dobson's an underrated player, Ryan Pollock from Manitoba, of course. And they've got some players that are, they're hungry, right? Simon Holmstrom, who's taken what three picks after Hanola Dave in the 2019 draft. He gets the game winning goal. Like they've got some young, you know, Hudson fashion. Like they've got players that are taking the advantage of the opportunity. Uh, that they're, they're given because of injuries, right? And as right. you mentioned, they're trying to hang on to that wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the second period was dominant by the Jets. Yep. Um. But for the most part, this was a very even game. I wouldn't say that you yep. know, either team, you know, on the deserve a win meter, either team necessarily was, um, you know, head and shoulders above the other. Um. But look, at Connor Hellebuck won you the game against the Rangers, and this was a game in which, you know, someone had to bury a goal. And Drew's right. They didn't score enough goals on this road trip. They've continued to struggle against the Eastern Conference. And it makes sense considering that the Eastern Conference is head and shoulders better than the Western Conference. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, Colorado is a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And I think there's some other Stanley Cup contenders in the West. But I think we'd agree one through eight in the East, you're going to take those teams over the one through eight in the in the West, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, it was frustrating to to watch the Jets struggle to to score the equalizer and the penalty obviously but look at both goals were the result of turnovers like four on four Mason Appleton just can't make that pass right and I I don't want to pick on Appleton here I think we'd all agree you know Appleton uh, you know hasn't been as effective as you would like you know playing an elevated role but I, I, I mean this was a game that was there for the take in Sorokin ended up being one shot better than Hellebuck, really, is what this game came down to.
1: One shot better. You know, the lack the of off, th- Yeah, the, le- the lack of offense, again, it, it continues to be an issue. I mean, you look at this Jets lineup, and again, you know, we only have to talk about the trade deadline for another, what, nine days, because Kevin Shovel Day off, uh, you know, something needs to happen on that front coming up relatively soon. So, I mean, I know that we, you know, it's just every year it seems like it's the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, that nothing happens until an actual deadline forces their hand. But you look at this Jets team and and what what I've discovered is the Jets team or or basically most of the good teams in the West are average teams in the East. That's just what they are. You know, the Jets. That's a good way of putting it, Drew. Yeah. The Jets no. are you can't tell me that the Jets, I mean, record wise or where their placement in the in the in the standings wise, you can't tell me besides that that the Jets are 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 much better than the New York Islanders because they're not. You saw it tonight. You see the whole... Well, and the Jets this... are
2: relatively, almost completely healthy with the yeah. exception of Cole Perfetti. Cole Perfetti yeah. is the only significant injury they have right now.
1: That's right. And so and, and the Islanders, as we just discussed, are 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 banged up and have a number of regulars out of their lineup. Well, it's the two Jets... of your top three centers, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and so this is a game the Jets have to find a way to win this game. They just do. They have to find a way to... And yeah, Ilya Sorokin's a good goalie. Ilya Sorokins, you know, that doesn't mean that you know you can't find a goal on him. It doesn't mean you can't buy a goal five on five. It doesn't mean that you can't that that you know all is lost. You have to find a way to get a goal. The problem is the Jets have, in terms of guys who can score a goal or really generate a goal for themselves, you know, you know, the Jets have what, four or five forwards that can do that. Mm-hmm. They got Shifley, they got Ehlers, they got Connor, they got Dubois. I mean, those are the guys who can generate The players goals. that were
2: on the first power play unit tonight, which are the players that we've been saying for right. months and years, are the players that should be on the top power play unit. It I, should absolutely. be Ealers, Dubois, Connor, right. Shifley, and Morrissey. Right. I mean, that's but, obvious
1: to anybody. Uh, I, yes, I agree. Hard. Those are the only guys. I'm talking five on five. Those are the only guys who can generate offense You know, on their own, who can really mm-hmm. you know, sort of strike uh, fear into their opponent or that the opponent has the game plan for. It's just those four. I mean, Wheeler is effective uh as a as a passenger alongside some talented players. He had a
2: beautiful scoring chance within the first yeah. three or four minutes. Remember, it was yeah. uh Eler, across the goal to line. wheelers to the left of Sorokin, um, and he just slid it and it kind of just went along the goal line. Yeah. So I thought I thought Wheeler had a good game, but again, we're talking about you need to find some greasy goals and you need to at least, you know, salvage this road trip and make it a five hundred road trip, and they just didn't seem to have it. And again, for all this talk about three and four nights, and there's, by the way, it's going to be no four travel. games and six nights. They had yeah. twelve days off with the All Star break. Twelve days. Off. And, and,
0: and as he, no travel in New York, right? Yeah, and you're talking, and you're many, talking
2: yeah. about you're talking about trains.
0: No, you're not yeah. talking about anything. they stayed they, in they, the no, same they, hotel. Stayed in, they didn't leave their yeah. hotel. No, 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 but no, I was no, just joking no. in terms no, of no, I know. how yeah, close no, all yeah. the
2: cities are. Yeah,
0: Yeah, of course. And not only that, you didn't, like, they didn't, it's not like they practiced in between. Like, like they had days off. So the fact is, like, it's not like, I, God, I can't hear this. Like, well, it's so taxing. Okay, don't get me wrong. And that Rangers game was sh- was surely taxing on Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> and Connor Hellebuck looked like he was ready to play tonight. But, and again, they they didn't, it's not as if he got peppered, right? I mean, what were the final shot oh, numbers for the Islanders? 20, 26-22 in favor of the Gi- yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like uh, Hellebuck was was killed with shots today. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you want to be the 2017-18 Winnipeg Jets, and you're looking more like the 2018-19 Winnipeg Jets that had a great first half and then had a slog of a second half. And they faded. Right? Yeah. And they faded. And what? that's what this that's what this team currently looks like right now. And you can say, as he's right, I mean, look, the Islanders, people can, first of all, Sorokin's a phenomenal goaltender. And so that's I number think he's one, a top five in the league. Yeah, so I mean, he's a phenomenal goaltender. So people yep. are saying the Islanders aren't very good. I mean, they've got one of the best. They, similar to the Jets, they've got a very good goaltender that may, that equalizes a lot. Number one and number two, as, as he quite succinctly put, they've lost five regulars and are still finding ways to win games. The Jets have one regular in Cole mm-hmm. Perfetti who's not in right now, and they've got their whole lineup, and they're not winning games. Well, so
1: the, the problem is you look at the forwards. I mean, you look at the forwards. You have, I mean, the vast majority of the Winnipeg Jets forwards, and this is on this is on Kevin Shovel day off at this point in time, just aren't aren't up to the task of creating any offense. I mean, you look at Adam Lowry. I mean, we were talking about this. Adam Lowry is uh, the just. I'm He looks like hole. a guy that's
2: dealing with something. I don't know what you guys think, but he yeah, looks like a guy who's either think. he's fighting, know, he's, he's at, fighting the puck, as he's, he's fighting right. something. He just doesn't look like the same effective player. So, sorry to interrupt you, Drew, but no, no. I just wanted to point that out. But Over even the last when he's
1: effective, four or even five when he's games, effective, he's sure. a black hole of offense. There's no offense coming out of well, Adam Lowry. Of
2: late, I mean, earlier in the season, he was you know, uh, it, the shorthanded been, goals. And but look, yeah, he's not a 20 plus scorer.
1: The last 20 plus games, he hasn't had a lick of offense. No, he's been in a black hole. There's no denying that, Drew. Mason Appleton, and I know he's just sort of getting back into the swing of things. Even before, Mason Appleton is not an offensive driver. I mean, Mason Appleton on a good team is a fourth liner. I mean, that's just what he is. He doesn't have the chops offensively to play up in your lineup. You know, he's not a Michael Frolik who can move up and down or a Matthew Perot who can move up and down. Mason Appleton does not bring a lot of offense. to Well, the he, table. he's
2: limited. Exactly. He's limited offensively. And so right. he's not, I mean, he's a great penalty killer. There's no right. doubt about that. There's he's a, a goal for him on the team. Yeah, but, but you're, you're right. He's fourth, not a top six NHL guy on no. any team.
1: No, but that's a fourth line role, is the role that right. he's best suited for. Well, yeah, Dame third was, or fourth line, yeah. No, fourth line, as in, you know, third line on an average team. Well, with what the Jets
2: have now, if the Jets augment through the trade deadline, then yes, ideally, right. I think, but let's, if you want to be a let's good throw team. out a Brock Besser or, you know, a Nick Schmaltz or somebody like that, yes, then Appleton probably becomes a fourth line,
1: right? If yeah. the Jets want to be considered, want to be an upper echelon team if they want to be in the same breath as the upper echelon teams in this league, you know, Morgan Barron, Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton, those guys Hell are of a your fourth line. Those guys are your fourth line, not yeah, your third long are we, line. How long have we been saying line. that for Drew? I, not that we I make the decision, it. but we've been know, saying that for a long time. I would time.
2: disagree with Morgan Barron. I actually thought Barron was good tonight. I think Barron is a guy when is he last can scored? play on Has your he, third well, line. But when was the last thing he scored? No, you're right. You're right. I mean, he's struggling. I think, I, just, what, I think what you're seeing is he's creating space for himself. And I think he has the motor and he has the hands. Like, I mean, we know that he can score he's, and he's young. So I'm just saying, I think I wouldn't necessarily just paint the same brush with Barron and Appleton, different players. But I think, with Drew, I
0: think I I think think Drew. Drew's ultimate point is if you really want to be a truly deep, deep team, yeah. then Lowry, Barron, and Appleton make one hell of a good fourth line yes. and not, not as good a third line. No, they're not a third because line. Because what have we been saying, again, what have we been saying for a long time? Is that you're you? This is not a league where a third line can't score, and we should go through the to be honest with you. We should, as an exercise, because I I haven't I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm very curious to know of the playoff teams, their third lines, the production they're getting out of their third lines because the Jets are getting none from theirs, they really aren't. And so, the fact is that you need you know, you need that, and if you don't get it, if you're not, if if, if you can't always rely on your top six because if your top six aren't producing. Then you, need, then you need some help, some relief somewhere. And it can't be, you know, one goal every six games from the bottom six. It's got to be more consistent production from that from that third line, especially given the fact that Lowry plays a lot of ice time, right? Obviously, a lot of that is on the PK. But, yeah, I mean, you just – there was one play where him and Morrissey – Morrissey drew, drove into the zone, I think it was in the third period, and Lowry just kind of, like, followed in close proximity. And then Morrissey tried to put it off the wall, and Lowry was nowhere near where the puck ended up. And it just like as he, I'm with Ezzy. I think something's just off about him the last little bit. He just doesn't look like the same player, and obviously, offensively, he hasn't been the same player.
1: I, I would agree with that. I mean, I would agree that the, there's something. Look, that because he, normally he's at least more effective. The offense might not, never really be there, but at least he's you know he's more effective. He does seem to be battling something. I would agree that there's probably an ailment. Well, and- uh, you know, involved
2: there and there's a lot of miles and he plays a lot of pk like he he plays a physically demanding role like no cliches there right like he, he's a guy that you know it's understandable at this point in the season if he's dealing with something but the third line look i was going to point out the rangers right like who the yeah. jets obviously just played third line they've got two top two picks sure. on that line right. alexi lafreniere capo Cacco, and philip Hedel I believe centers that line right that's correct there you go that's the Rangers third line and the I mean we could go through you know the elite teams like the Bostons and the Carolinas right Mm -hmm. Um, but the Jets third line is is bottom 10 in the league Dave to further your point right like it might even be bottom five right now just in terms of the offensive production and the defensive impact as well right that's right and I think you know it's unfortunate because you know We've talked a lot about how the Jets have struggled at fa- with faceoffs, right? And we've t- talked a lot about how the Jets have struggled on the power play as of late. Well, that's not really holding them back, right? Pierre Luc Dubois was something like eighty for eighty-five percent tonight.
0: Yeah, their their faceoffs were good. It felt like, right? today. Yeah, they,
1: they won sixty. They won fifty-nine percent of right. the faceoffs. So no, it's together. just funny
2: that this yeah. is this is this game was there for the taking. It was completely theirs. Yeah, it, I mean, not not that they were dominating. But what I'm saying is either team could have won this game. And, you know, lack of goal scoring and Nikolai Ehlers is a guy who hasn't been scoring a lot lately. So you'd like to see him score. I thought he was fantastic using his speed. I mean, third period, you know, he faded a little bit, but I mean, this team right now, I mean, it's been a 500 team for the last 20 to 25 games. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I, I think the good start that they had through the first 30 or 35 games, I mean, that's worn off. Guys, right?
1: That good start is keeping them in a playoff spot because it's not their play as of late. I mean, the 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 reason why they're still so comfortably in a playoff spot is twofold. One, how they started the year. So there's no question about that. I mean, and and again, you know, and how atrocious
2: their division is.
1: uh, How atrocious their division is, and also the fact that the Calgary Flames are, are are a huge tire fire. So, I mean, because at the beginning of the year, nobody would have thought the Calgary Flames are, are where they are in the standings, which is four points behind the Minnesota Wild. I mean, the Flames have won 26 out of 57 games this year in regulation. So the only reason the Flames are still in the race is because they have 11 overtime defeats. So, you know, the, you know, so the Flames are getting that extra loser point a fair bit this year, which is the only thing that's keeping them in the running if calgary wasn't you know just seems like they're imploding if they weren't imploding and you know minnesota was maybe playing a little bit better they've won three in a row mind you the jets would be fighting tooth and nail for for a, for their playoff lives given the re, the last you know 500 play over the last you know couple of months or so
0: and i but, just drew i just want to jump in matthew's comments aren't wrong yeah you know when think about when the jets were injured when what were what was happening? You had guys like Mikey Essimon, Axel Janssen, Jansen Harkins. Like I know mm-hmm. people love to say, "Oh, they're terrible. They're AHLers. They're tweeners, whatever." Well, I don't know. The Jets were seemed to be doing a lot better when they were injured. Remember when the Jets were had those miraculous uh, seven injuries and somehow they were still winning hockey games? They were playing yeah. with a chip on their shoulder, Dave. That's, That's right. what they, they were, were playing doing, with a lot right? more heart, ezzy Like yeah. there was a lot more energy. And I get that, you know, it's a long season and this is game fifty-eight. But I'm sorry, like you know the. To me, it seemed like a team that had a lot of apathy in their game today, and well, it was just, you know, like I said, there's a lot of adjectives I could use, you know, casualness, and and like, it, it's just, it's it's an unfortunate circumstance for a team that, again, yeah, you're in a playoff spot, right? You're 71 points, you're one point back of Dallas, yeah, but again, Dallas,
1: Dallas is playing the the league by this uh, tonight, they playing the Blackhawks. Oh
0: well, don't know the but the fact is that yeah. you've got Colorado four points back, right? And I said, I said Minnesota rolling. Because they've won three straight, and they're three—I right. think three—zero and one in their last four games. So, I mean, the 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 Wild are putting points together, and mm-hmm. so you've got to come home, and you've played six of the next seven. Luckily for the Jets, six of the next seven will be played in Winnipeg, with the exception of that Oilers—that one game against the Oilers where they go to Edmonton. All against you know,
1: playoff teams, so it's not all against an easy playoff schedule. teams.
0: Sure, but the fact is you've been or very I guess good. They, at... they
1: have the Sharks in there, so with the exception of that game against San Jose.
0: Okay, but the point is that you've You're got Worcester. <laughs> yeah. you've got, you've got very good. You've got a very good chance to come home, play in front of your home fran- fans where you've been very good. Yeah. And, and, and and hope that you can change your fortunes and, and whether that's because there's been some sort of move made or you, you know, I mean, we're, we're obviously Axel on Fielby is up on emergency recall. I, I, and you know, see, that's a curious decision for me to not insert him in the lineup. You know, I mean, the guy has, Three goals, one assist with the Moose, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's the Moose!" Blah blah blah. Well, he's feeling good. He's scoring goals, which is something this team needs. And so, if you can put him in with his speed yeah. and get inject like inject a little bit of life into your lineup. I don't know. I it, to me, it just seemed like this was a lifeless Jets team. And I, and again, it's not like the Jets got their the the doors blown off of them in this game by the Islanders. But it was a game that it was it was theirs for the taking, and they didn't take it. So you know, at that point, you start to question why why things were done the way they were done.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Let's get into the goals. It won't take long. The Betway Game Recap is, of course, brought to you by our friends at Betway, the title sponsor of the Illegal Curve Post Game Show and one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Uh, the Islanders open the scoring at the 17:35 mark of the first period. We touched on this briefly when we were going through the game. It's a, it's Sebastian Aho. He gets his fifth assist to Brock Nelson, and this is just a brutal turnover by Mason Appleton. I mean, there's just it's a four-on-four four situation, and he gets too cute. And Mason Appleton is not a guy who should have cute in his game. No disrespect, but it's a draw pass. Uh, I think he's trying to find Nikolai Ehlers with it. Uh, he misses Ehlers. It was puck, Ehlers, Drew. Yeah, puck get, gets transitioned back up the ice. Two on one situation. Uh, Ehlers is busting his butt to get back. The initial shot is is saved by Connor Hallibuck. Uh That's the Nelson shot, and then Ehlers, um, you know, is just trying to get back so much. The puck sort of bounces between his legs. He can't knock it away, and then Sebastian Aho uh, gets it into the open into the open net. Uh, fifth of the year for Aho and it's one nothing New York uh, with 2 minutes and 25 seconds to go in the first period. Just ugly all around here.
2: Yeah, and what was unfortunate was, you know, I, I made a note of this, like there was a good shift from the fourth line, line in Gagne Stenland. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle Connor had a scoring chance uh, before that. And, yeah, I mean, the focus has to be, on the turnover because I mean, when you're at four on four, you can make the argument. Why is Appleton on the ice at at four on four, but Nikolai Ehlers just wasn't in the position to take the pass there. So you have the jets, you know, attacking and then now they go up back up the ice and it's a two on one. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, Brock Nelson has the first shot and it's a big rebound. Hellebuck has absolutely no chance, but, I mean, just because of the fact that you had that open space on the ice and that you had three guys attacking with speed, it was just a, a really unfortunate turnover. Uh, and, you know, unfortunate for the Jets that they go down one nothing because we knew that this was not going to be a high-scoring game. You got that feeling early on when I mentioned Ealer. Uh, pardon me. Wheeler had that scoring chance. Kyle Connor hit the post. If yeah. you remember, in the first couple minutes, you got the feeling, guys, that this was not going to be a five-four hockey game or
0: anything no. close to that. Well,
1: right? not with so these with horrible, these Horrible, goals horrible and, turn. Yeah, with these goals, it's not going to be a five-four game.
0: No, yeah. no. I, and I, d- as just to jump in, I mean, look, it's, you're right. It's it's not a great play. I mean, they've got first of all, the Jets have Appleton going in with Ealers falling falling behind him, and then uh, Nate Schmidt is also fairly aggressively attacking the zone hoping to create and of course that left uh was a Brendan Dillon by himself Mm -hmm. to to defend to defend and it was a very kind of I I don't know about you guys how you saw it but like the when Hellebuck made the initial save I don't know the way he turned was really uncomfortable like it It was was a weird rebound yeah, it was a it was a very unusual like for for Connor Hellebuck I don't know like it's it's I, I just saw the well, way it he, was a
2: high shot. Right. So no, I know. It was,
0: but yeah. just the way he turned to face the next shooter. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like he was slightly off. He just like, almost like his, his foot got stuck because he made just a very uncomfortable looking uh switch. And of course they found the back of that not, and look, the jets are unlucky because the puck goes through Nikolai Ehlers, you know, uh, feet Gates, and yeah. he, and he may, may have been able to intercept that, but, Ultimately, yeah, it's a, it's not a it's not a good goal from a Jets team that that isn't find not finding isn't finding it easy. Obviously, aside from that four one game against the Rangers to score goals. So, I mean, you you especially and you don't want to be giving up the first goal and and sure enough, now you're having to play from behind. And uh, again, you can say you can you can you can make all the statements you want, but you you know your position and you know the way you've played of late, and you know that really you're you're desperate to come. And have a good concluding game of this road trip because from how it started in Columbus, yeah, you could again. How many times have we talked about a Jets road trip? And I'm kind of feeling like there's that one with it was was it was it last year with Paul Maurice or the year before? Sorry, where it was like that Florida one where he could have they could have had left it could have left a good taste, but instead they ended up like blowing all those games in Florida. Remember, and they came back and just it, it just it had a sour feeling. And that's if you back of,
2: to last year, then I mean, no, two, years, have, two years, two pardon years, me, two years, or two sorry. years even. I'm going to have to do some googling, Dave. No, 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 three no, years. I
0: years
1: was COVID. I
2: don't remember. two games in Florida, uh, <laughs> you know, three months ago. Let alone two years
0: yeah. ago. I'm just, anyways. I'm just saying that it it's one of those situations where the Jets very easily could have. What do we always talk about? The narrative, right? You win that game against the Rangers because of Connor Hellebuck. It's four-one score flatters you, I think, but you took advantage of your opportunities. It absolutely
2: and flatters you. The no, Rangers no, I know. have easily had five goals in oh, the game. Oh, of course.
0: But what I'm saying is, but Hellebuck dominated, right? And you win 4-1. If you win this game 3-1, people forget about the Columbus game. They forget about the Devils game. And all they focus on are these two games. And now you're coming home and you're feeling good. Probably because, remember, you're now ahead of Dallas. You're in first place in the Central this with, trip with, with this Dave. win. State. I understand that, Izzy, but what I'm suggesting is, had the Jets had an effort that would have won them this game, it changes the narrative, right? Suddenly sure. they've come, they've won it's two straight. It's a five hundred road trip. Yeah, five hundred road trip, and again they're ahead of Dallas.
1: Well, you know what, and it's funny you say that because if you go back and you watch the, you know how the Jets tweet out the dressing room videos. Okay. Uh, after you go back yeah, to the, yeah. when the New York one, that's what Rick Bonus says. Rick Bonus says in the dressing room video, he says, "Okay, guys, let's win this win win on Wednesday, and we're five hundred on the road trip." So mm-hmm. he mentions it himself into the team, uh, you know, talking about how you know a win tonight, uh, you know, just changes the vibe. It makes it be okay. You're back. You are that five hundred team. You. You know, you, you've salvaged the road trip. It started poor. You found a way to, to salvage it. Uh, you know, you, you obviously, you know, Hellebuck steals it on, on Monday night. You win on Wednesday night. You're feeling good about yourself. You're coming home 500. Everyone's got their their head held high. Instead, what happens is they lose a winnable game tonight. Mm-hmm. They lose, obviously, a winnable game against the, Bl- the Blue Jackets. And the only game that they do win is because of Connor Hellebuck uh, being out of out of his mind and out of this world. So, again, it's, you know, the narrative, and which is an accurate narrative in this case, is that this team continues to struggle. Yeah. I mean, it just is a team that is struggling right now. And the question from my perspective is, is it a team that gets an influx of talent from the general manager between now and the trade deadline? I mean, do, does he do something, something legitimate? not pick up one guy who's also another fourth liner that the jets are going to try out as a third liner as a top six guy who doesn't belong are they going to do are, are they going to make a number of moves to try and uh cha- to affirm this team as being a legitimate contender in the western conference or are they just going to more or less uh rearrange the deck chairs uh and, and let the chips fall where they you may you have
2: to you have to bring in a significant piece or two significant pieces or preferably three significant pieces. Right. And I know that Dave M wants that for those hits on that website, but no, I'm obviously kidding. I mean, look at, I mean, I think three weeks ago, four weeks ago, six weeks ago, you could argue that the jets needed a top six, top nine forward and a top four defense. But now, especially after these last four games on this road trip, this is clearly a team that needs to bring in some offense. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've gone over the names and, Based on what Elliot Friedman was saying during the intermission, it doesn't seem like you know the Jets are at the top of uh, Timo Meyer's list because we know he's not a pure rental, right? Like we talked about that on Saturday Morning Show. Yeah. If you're acquiring Timo Meyer, you're having to give up significant pieces, and you're going to sign him to a long contract, right? You're not getting Timo Meyer uh, just for this year. It's just not the way that's going to work with Timo Meyer. But you know, there's a lot of names out there. You guys know I really like Brock Besser, former. UND standout. I mean, there's a bunch of forwards that we could go over. I don't think it's going to be Patrick Kane, but we know Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Bo Hurwath, they're gone. So if Chevy's going to acquire a significant piece, which I think Brock Besser is a significant piece, maybe he's not as impactful as Timo Meyer, but this is a guy that I think has, you know, shown that he can score goals in the NHL.
1: If he's playing on your third line, then, then, that, then he, then you know, then you got a really good looking third line there. If he's playing in your top six, well, that's okay too. I mean, you know, that's an that's an acquiring a legitimate NHL talent who can play on any team's roster in an elevated role. That's what that's what acquiring him would be. It's not. It's and not they a, need
2: more guys from Minnesota. Drew. They don't well, have enough they, guys, they don't so enough they need to bring in some more Minnesota guys.
1: And again, I just don't wanna, you know, before we get back to the game recap, the Betway game recap, I, I just want to make sure one thing is perfectly clear to everybody. Not every player in the NHL has a no trade or a no move clause. You know, not every single player Wait, in the league has that, a- Drew. Because it makes every, you know, I see, oh, the, the, can't, he's not going to come here. 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 Look, Timo Meyer doesn't
0: like, have a no talking, train
2: clause. Oh, you're talking about Timo Meyer. Yeah. No, no I'm you're not right.
1: talking
0: about anyone. I think, I'm not no, talking no, think, about anyone Drew, specific. But I believe Drew's reacting to the comments from the last broadcast uh, against the Rangers because I think – I don't remember who it was, but one of the broadcasters made a comment about how nobody Anson wants Carter, to come. To- I think it was. An- yeah, Anson Carter said something like uh, 90% of people have Winnipeg on their no-move clause. And it's like, well, yes, maybe we the ones that. who have no-move clause. Wait, hold on a but second. Anson- I remember Anson- we, just, we
2: just had O-Dog on the show Saturday morning. Remember at the draft, we all went out for dinner and, and with O-Dog, and I remember we were talking to him about this. That was in 2014, Dave. So right. why do people – I don't understand why people bring this up every year. We know this. But Ezzy, he the, the, point, I, the this. point? All I'm saying no, is, no. Like, it's like okay, thank you. A lot of guys have Winnipeg on their no, no. But lot, that's but
0: not, That's it. the point that the point that Drew is making. I'm going to finish Drew's point thank because you. he usually tries to finish mine, so I'm going to steal from him a little bit. That was that.
2: That wasn't regarding Drew's point, by the way, Dave. That was just no. I understand Anson, what but, Anson Carter said. I just no, find it funny that that's I, constantly brought up year after year.
0: I know, but what Drew is saying to to push off of that idea, as he is that that maybe the hundred players out of the 600 in the NHL who have no move clauses have Winnipeg on, or 90% of them have Winnipeg, but that still leaves a pool of four or 500 players, depending on, you know, how many are actually there that Winnipeg can actually trade for and don't have the ability to say that. So I think that's kind of the mindset that it's well and good that, you know, sure guys who have those uh, opportunities to put Winnipeg and Ottawa and Edmonton and Buffalo on their no move clauses do. Sure. And you know what? Paul Stasny had Winnipeg on his no move and sure enough, or no trade. And sure enough, he waved it to come in with a good so buddy Wheeler is-
2: convinced him, right? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's look at, I, I, I to, to go back to what Drew said, and I think we're going to continue doing the the game recap here, but I think, you know, we, nobody has any clue what Chevy's going to do. Elliot Friedman said that tonight on Sportsnet on, on the broadcast. The Jets are a hard team to predict. So it might be a guy that we haven't talked about, but I think most people would be shocked. If Chevy doesn't do something significant, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I do think that especially, you know, with the way this road trip has gone and the Jets lack of goal scoring, I I think you have to make a move before the March 3rd trade deadline. And, and preferably I think you make two or three moves.
1: Look, if he does nothing, then you're basically, then, then he's deflating the balloon for the rest of the season. Not to say that the Jets still won't necessarily be a playoff team, But if he does nothing between now and the trade deadline, it's a vote of no confidence towards this team and what they've accomplished so far. I mean, you you can't look at this team and say, yeah, we can stand pat. We're going to be fine come playoff time. You know, you look at this team, if you stand pat, maybe they win a round, but that would be the ceiling at the absolute most. So, I mean, you know, and, and again... The no move clause, the no trade clause thing, which we've we've hammered to death just now, and we don't need to do it again, is not every player in the league. It's a cop out if that's if that's your 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 fallback response or if that's your excuse making for why sometimes things nothing happens. Not every player can fall in, into that category. Okay, moving on. Game way betway game recap. Second period, the Jets strike on the I power like betway fight. game
0: se- segue for God's sakes.
1: Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Jet strike on the power play with Casey Zizekas in the box. It's Nikolai Ehlers, his fifth of the season on the power play. Assist to Morrissey and Kyle Connor. Not only does this tie the game up at one, this is also our Seagram's shot of the game. Seagram's 83, Manitoba's number one whiskey, available at all of your best liquor retailers in this province and wherever you may be watching us from. Big thanks to Seagram's for their sponsorship of the Illegal Curve post-game show. So uh, it's a beautiful shot by Nikolai Ehlers. I mean, when you know, he, he, when he can fire it, he's been struggling as of late. What was this? Eleven games without a goal is, I think, what they said. Uh, Ten or eleven? One? Yeah, yeah. He's been struggling, but he when he can fire it, and when he gets it, he can fire it like like you know, uh, pretty damn good. And this one was one of those ones, tying the game at one at the four thirty mark of the first period, as a second period, as a sorry.
2: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the the, the shot, and it's a beautiful shot. And what I like is, it was. Uh, uh, on this particular case, he gets in this particular goal, he gets uh, greedy, and that's what I like about the goal. And we've talked a lot about you know, how needs to be getting more power play time on that first power play unit. And what I like is it's uh, it's a mismatch there. Otto Kov- Kovula is the guy that he he moves <laughs> around who's out there on the uh, a
1: household uh, name. Curve. If there ever if there ever well, was I think one. that's
2: only his second or third career uh, NHL game, if I'm not mistaken, Drew. But I mean, th- that unit you
1: was out there. His name is Otto. Do you think he likes to get Blotto?
0: I don't know, but Islanders Islanders fans were pissed when he took that penalty with eight minutes to go in the third period. They're like, "Why is he?" I saw a bunch of Islanders being like, "Why is he out there right now?" So clearly, they weren't happy with his. Yeah. Anyways, go on.
2: I just thought he was passive, and Ealers kind of just you know used him as a decoy and kind of just went past him. And you know, there's not much more to it than that. And I I thought like not only did they have the right personnel that I think that most people want to see out there. We talked about it, right? Ealers, Connor, Shifley, Dubois, Morrissey. Those are your five best options on the power play like yes they have other players wheeler pionk i mean there's other guys that you can use perfetti when he's in the lineup but i think we would agree yeah i mean this is the dream team if you were to put together the jets power play dream team with the players they currently have that's it so i thought the power play was good tonight unfortunately you know they couldn't convert their other three chances but what i liked about this is that you know ehlers just decides dave i'm going to shoot this puck and drew's right he does have an underrated good shot i mean kyle connor and uh, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, some others, they steal Morrissey this year. They kind of steal the, the shot thunder. But that's what I liked about this power play goal is that Ehlers decided, I'm going to be greedy and and do it myself here.
0: Well, I mean, Ezzy, because one of the biggest problems that this team has, and, and I've seen the comment from everybody, is how much overpassing has this team done? Tons. I, it's just, it's incredible to watch this team just pass, 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 and missing pass, the net pass. as you've talked about oh, a lot too. They,
2: they missed the net ten times tonight on the power yeah. play.
0: no, I know. It, it, it's just it. I mean, that's unbelievable, but it's just too much passing. So you're right. It, it when you actually see, like every one of these guys has a lethal shot. Nikolai Ehlers lethal shot. Cal Connor lethal shot. Mark Shifley, lethal shot. Pierre Du Dubois more of a heavy shot than a lethal shot, but he's still pretty got a pretty good one. And so you and take Josh that Morris, shot.
1: You're, there's going to be a rebound. You're not you're not smothering that one clean.
0: That's right. So the point is that these guys all have very good shots and they're waiting for the perfect moment. And it's like, guys, you know what? And again, like I said, I I said this towards the, not in that uh, one, but like how many times do we see guys not block the front of the, not take away Sorokin's eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like on that, on the third period, you're trying to tie the game and you're not taking, you're not taking away his eyes. I mean, it's, it's been a consistent problem from this Jets team. You cannot have, if, if, Again, you cannot have four or five of the same type of player on the power play if they're if nobody's going to go to the front of the net. Like I saw Pierre Luc Dubois high, I'm like, no, Pierre Luc Dubois can't be beside Josh Morrissey at the uh, at the blue line. He's got to be in front of the net. You know, I I mean, it's just it makes no sense to not be using his size to take away. And when you do, that's when you score goals. And when you don't, that's when we you saw don't. It yesterday exactly
2: it's not like you're you're talking about you know five years ago and and some archaic power play like we're just talking about you know last game and you know people hate to hear it but you know sometimes simple is better and you know the power play has been better but it could have been better tonight and in this particular case that's what you like to see like and i think this should put you know the argument to bed that Ehlers should be on the first power play unit. Like, yes. unless there's, unless something goes horribly wrong, he should be there for the rest of the season going forward.
0: And I was just going to say, as, because we didn't mention it, it milestone game for him and Mark Shifley, 500th game for uh, Nikolai Ehlers, 700th for Mark Shifley. So, uh, you know, obviously something you'd, you'd they'd be more inclined to celebrate. Had the team, of course, won. So uh, less less likely to be excited about uh, playing game number 500 for the 2014 first rounder that we uh, talked to back in Philadelphia, which was like a thousand years ago. I mean, it's well, crazy to think. That was crazy the
1: year. As he referenced going out for dinner with Odog, that that was it was that yeah. draft in Philly. I'm seeing, going. so it's yeah. great,
0: crazy thing. It's almost nine years ago. Kenny also, happened. I believe, spilled wine on Dave's shirt that night. My yes. brand new shirt, the very He's shirt I'm actually wearing. It. I'm wearing it under this this hoodie. The time one day Weaver will be in front. By the way, the best was I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, um Friedman was uh, doing uh was it Merrick Show? He was doing Merrick Show, and I was listening. And not that he says anything of insightfulness, but anyways uh he you know he meets he, the best he goes gams are having
2: conversations
0: yeah yeah but he did the best was he goes ken weeby <laughs> he didn't actually he goes, call him ken weeby he, he called him weeby and then he quickly amended it to I think weeb it was a joke. Okay. yeah well i don't know it didn't feel like a joke but anyways we oh, Wee- oh, oh, come oh, on oh, just, oh. Call just call him Weber just call him weaver it's impossible to get it wrong when you call him weber but Ken Weeby is another name that he may be called, but anywho, <laughs> he might be called Ken Weeby on this
1: show moving forward. <laughs> yes, yeah, in any event. Okay, so it's 1 1 after 40 minutes. The Jets played a very good second period, yeah, and they, they were left. dominant, yeah.
0: Out, they, they outshot him 12 4, controlled the play, yeah, and 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 look. If it it wasn't for Sorokin, very easily could have been a Jets lead after 40 minutes.
1: There's no question about it. I mean, the high high danger shots were 5-1 in the second period, because the Jets possessed 80% of the puck in the second period. So the Jets had a very good second period, but it was still tied at 1. So... The third period begins, and as we talked about, look, the Jets had a number of, of opportunities on the power play. They had a couple of power play opportunities in that third period. So did the Islanders for the for the record. Neither team can score on either on either the power plays, but the Islanders score five on five, something that the Jets just weren't able to do. On two of the four games on this road trip, the Jets didn't score a five on five goal against the Blue Jackets uh, last Thursday and against the Islanders tonight. No goals at five on five. Not a great chance of winning the game. Uh, and then Simon Holmstrom, his fourth of the season, assist to Bo Horvat and Matt Martin at the 9.57 mark of the third period proves to be the game-winning goal. And it's a turnover. It's a turnover and it's loose play in the Jets' own zone, something that we, has absolutely been... The story of the road trip, just too soft, just too casual, just not winning any sort of puck battles. This one is uh, Kevin Stenland loses the initial puck battle along the boards, and then eventually the puck comes out to Holmstrom, and he makes no mistake with his shot, beating Connor Hellbuck and giving the Islanders ultimately the 2-1 victory, As he a...
2: Yeah, it was... <sighs> The, the the just how soft they were in their own zone, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it was DeMello, right? He was the defenseman that pushed it up. So, there were, there were it seemed like they were the entire t- both teams, all the guys on the ice were in the corner at once. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, Stenland it goes in his skates or whatever, and it's turned over. But what bothered me even more than that turnover was that you know, the first shot, Matt Martin puts the first shot on net. Um, and then it's just much too easy for Simon Holmstrom to jump on that rebound, right? That's what bothered me the most about that goal. Like, yeah, it's a turnover, but it's also, it's not like an odd man situation or anything like that. So I just thought it was overall poor defending Dave, uh, by the jets. And, you know, we talked about it. Simon Holmstrom is one of those guys You know, this is his first, uh, full year in the NHL. He's played the last few years in the HL for Bridgeport. Um, so there's some guys in the lineup that are hungry. And if you remember, Holmstrom drew a penalty on Wheeler earlier. Mm-hmm. I forget if it was high sticking or interference sticking. or whatever it was. It was. So like Holmstrom was noticeable out there. I'm not sure if he's related to number 96, Thomas Holmstrom, but uh, yeah. Holmstrom, I think is a pretty common last name in uh, Sweden, but I was joking, but like yeah, I mean, look in like, Flinflon. Yeah, exactly. Tons of Ginsburgs and Flinflon. Although we, th- we are the all jokes aside, we're the only URG Ginsburgs in Winnipeg. So if you, there's a Ginsburg that spells their name, URG, you know, they're related to me. Um, there's not a lot. So it's probably my dad or sister. Um, I guess Naomi. But uh yeah, I, I mean look at ten really? minutes, ten that's minutes a,
1: left. <laughs> what was she thinking? Boy, that's that's a topic of conversation for another day in time. Tons
2: of booze, Drew. Uh, you yeah, know you're thing, you were at our wedding. I know there. No,
1: it's one thing, to, it's one thing to marry you, it's another thing to take your name, dear lord.
2: <laughs> yeah, she likes her last name too, but uh yeah, it was bad defending, period, and it's a bad turnover, both goals, and it's it's actually similar. To the game against the Rangers, right? We How many times did we say, say opportunistic after the Rangers game? You know, the, the Rangers put up 51 shots. The Jets had three goals on their first 10 or 11 shots, right? So they it's the same the thing. Shot. There was no margin for error. Drew's right. You can't ha- have this lack of offensive production at five on five. And really, there's a lot on those two lines, but it's almost like, you know, since Cole, Perf- Cole Perfetti's been out of the lineup, the entire top six is in disarray, Dave. And that's a credit to Cole Perfetti. I, I think, you know, People have criticized, you know, he's not, you know, necessarily where he his game needs to be. He's getting pushed off the puck, everything like that. I disagree. I, I maybe I'm, you know, uh, higher on on Perfetti's game than others. But uh look, at they're just not getting enough goals. Period. Are they generating offensive chances? Yes, but they're not getting the finish.
1: They, they're, they're yeah.
0: Well, Sorry, no, no I mean, no, I was going to say, but the problem is, like, look, it's it's just Kyle Connor gives Stenlin the pass. In a tough spot, he's got three guys. Sorry, I thought it was Demello. No, I I thought. Well, maybe oh, right. I'm wrong. saying you're right. I thought. It was oh, DeMello, I was right. Okay, right. okay, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, so he puts it there, and then he just stands. Does you know? I mean, look, Kyle Connor for all of his offensive abilities, he just drifts, and he just drifts casually towards the blue line, watching kind of the chaos he's created, and. The Islanders, you know, take advantage of it. And it's funny because just moments before that transpired, I had said, this looks like two teams that are willing to get to overtime because it it did. It really did did look like two teams Mm -hmm. who were perfectly content to get to overtime and and earn themselves a point. And yet, of course, what we always talk about, teams are opportunistic when you get that chance and you can take advantage of it. That's what you do. And that's what the Islanders did. And look, and we've talked about it. They're desperate for the points, right? They're feeling good about themselves. They beat the Penguins. The Capitals are in are, are in disarray right now. Yeah. So the Islanders feel like and especially well, John Carlson.
2: John Carlson hasn't played since he took that puck in the head against the Jets. Right. Yeah, that remember remember that? I don't. I don't I remember know. who the shot was from. I want to say it was Brendan Dillon.
1: That was before Christmas, or that was that was yeah, right so before that
2: was the last John game before Carlson, Christmas. John Carlson's a guy that's the same thing as taking Morrissey out of this Jets lineup. That's how impactful Carlson is for the Caps. So you're right, Dave. The Caps are in, are in trouble.
0: Yeah. And so, and so the Islanders feel like, Hey, look, they can still do something. And it's funny. Cause on the broadcast today, I think it was, um, who was it? Uh, it was it Jen Botterill who said made, maybe the um, Islanders will go after Timo Meyer and, and make that move. Or maybe it was <laughs> Sam Constantino. I'm not sure who, but one of them had suggested that, you know, maybe that'll be Lou Lamorello's play to try and to add, to make an ad for, for a push, because maybe they feel like with Sorokin and Net, they can do some damage. And they've got, as as he says, some pretty good defense. Look, ultimately, this is a you know that's a tough play because again we've talked about it. Your margin for error is very low when your team isn't performing, and so the, the say mistake, attention to detail, Dave, say it. You know Drew's thinking it. You know he's thinking it. That, that's a that's a Mindyism. So I'm going to leave that one. Out. That I do I do sometimes reference attention to detail, but not when it's not when it's pushed down my throat like that is. So I'm not going to. Okay, fine. The Jets' attention to detail on that goal against wasn't what it needed to be, there and as a go. result, they found themselves chasing, and then. The part, and it's how we open the show, and I, I'm going to reiterate the point because I think it's important to, to to restate. You know, it's look, Ezzy, how many times have we watched a game where the Jets are down by a goal, and we're like, "Well, the Jets are coming back and winning this game." But the you way you get Jets, that feeling tonight, no, you didn't have that feeling tonight. And you're watching the way they're playing, and you're watching the casualness, and you're watching like it was like a hot potato. It was like the, there was a grenade. The puck was a grenade on their stick in the neutral zone and in their zone, and 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 again, what was it? At, l- at least 3 but i'm i'm thinking it was closer to 5 turnovers in the third period well there was that's the, the before the Demello penalty the sequence of about a
1: minute where they just couldn't yeah. get it out of their own zone
0: but i'm saying that they lost the puck they, yeah. they probably turned it over at least 3 to 5 it times soft. it was it was just yeah it was soft it soft is a good word and that's what they were and they didn't play they didn't play with the urgency it's like guys you're down by a goal you need to tie it and if you get to overtime what have you shown all year you get to overtime, you're probably winning the game, mm-hmm. right? Seven wins out of eight in overtime this year. So, I mean, the likelihood, it's not, again, it's not impossible. The way they played, it was certainly impossible. The way they played that final minute, I mean, think about how many opportunities they had, guys. I mean, they had icings. Sure, the DeMelo penalty was was unfortunate, but they had, what, two or three icings that they could have taken advantage of, and they didn't. And so, as a result, you're sitting there going, you know, now you're going home having lost three out of the four on the road, and, and not feeling very good about your, your game right now. 2-1 final, the Islanders defeat
1: the Winnipeg Jets. This has been the Betway Game Recap, brought to you, of course, by Betway. It's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. So head on over to Betway and bet your way. must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. When we come back more on tonight's Jets defeat, we'll do some contests, we'll do some shenanigans, and, of course, we have outtakes. So stay with Something us. Something will make you laugh. Yeah, the outtakes at least are worth the price of admission. Your price of admission continues oh, to be something like zero dollars and zero cents. But smashing the like button, that's what we charge you to do is that's smash priceless. the like button. There you go. Much more to come. It's the illegal curve post game show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsberg with you on a Wednesday night.
0: Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com.
2: He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like HE double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice.
1: Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed.
2: Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos.
1: Yes, that does sound like a problem.
0: What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, One call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there.
2: Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com.
0: Dave, my man, why
1: are you in the car already? It's hours until game time.
0: Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you
1: anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress.
0: Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on.
1: Five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. (laughs) There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game.
0: So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly
1: what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G R Y D Park and use the code illegal curve. All one word, you'll park for free your first time. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. We're back Wednesday evening. We're live. It's the Illegal Curve postgame show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsberg with you. Talking about the Jets' defeat at the hands of the New York Islanders, 2-1. They finished the road trip with a disappointing record of 1-3. They come home. They face the Colorado Avalanche on Friday. They face the same uh, New York Islanders on Sunday then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's the LA Kings on Tuesday before the home-and-home home with the Edmonton Oilers on Friday and Saturday of next week. You guys will correct me if I'm wrong at any point no, there. You've got I... it right,
2: and the game on
1: Sunday is an afternoon game at 2, I yes, believe. that is also correct. Yes, that is uh, that is, is true. It two, isn't
0: it like 2.30 or something 2:30, like that? 2.30, yeah. It's yeah. sort of that 30.
1: weird half-hour start time. Yeah. I don't know why I quite 2.30, but yes, it is 2.30 on Sunday afternoon is when the Jets and the Islanders rematch will take place in downtown Winnipeg can I give
2: a a shout out to my boy Zach Parisi right now like I don't know if a lot of people you know didn't know he was your boy well no you know he's one of my favorite players of all time 38 years old looking, looking still looking pretty good out there
1: yeah he, he, he certainly is. He's still effective. You know, when you get to that point in time, you become a wily veteran who knows how to just get his way around the ice and move his way around the ice. Absolutely. Not as fast I mean, as he once was, but he, he's not the he's same got the 90 smarts. point
2: guy. Yeah. And I love yeah. the fact that, you know, it's a former devil, Lou Lamorello, right? You've got Kyle Palmieri. We know that, you know, Lou likes to have those former devils around.
1: It's true. He does. Anybody get uh, Bruce Springsteen tickets today? Either of you always? I know you didn't, I Dave. No, I, I didn't even know, I didn't know don't, they, they were on sale.
0: Don't you remember when we went to Minneapolis? And I was going to say, yeah, you went to the mall going, by yourself. Instead of going to the Bruce Springsteen. Concert, How good was that concert, Drew? I went to concert, that was I went the mall.
2: Of oh man, Bruce. There's nobody like Bruce Springsteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well I nobody know. Dave bad. went to the mall by himself, and the rest of us
0: went yeah. to a huge concert, mistake, Dave. Dave. Yeah, no, please. I played mini golf. Us and Wallace
2: were at that concert too.
0: I don't care who. Was Gary at that Gary concert. was concert I I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care that Bruce Springsteen was at that concert because I chose to go somewhere else. Dave fiercely anti. Okay, so obviously Drew got
1: tickets though, right? I did I did get some tickets today. I was, How did that I, was, I was one of the lucky few uh to get selected so I 200 $2, dollars. By the way, did anybody no, hear no, Mikey? No.
0: Did anybody hear Mikey Dubs on Easy uh um uh what's what's it called Easy Street Radio or something like that? E Street Radio. E Street Radio, sorry. Apparently like, Mikey Dubs called in. Like Amazing. our like our friend Mike? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I, did, I did not hear that. But, well, uh, shout
2: cool. out to Mikey Dubs because I believe he has a a family member that was Lenny Kravitz's band?
0: No, it's his uncle. Was in is in Lenny Kravitz's his uncle's right. a, a, the guitarist in Lenny Kravitz band. That's what I said. No, yeah. he did but say that. I, I, I confirmed. I confirm. I confirmed. Oh, okay. I know, but I you yeah. said you said family. I just said it, it was his uncle. Okay, we're all good. Okay. Whoa, Spencer Whoa, Ezzy, if you didn't get tickets, Spencer's girlfriend got four tickets. Now Spencer's one, his girlfriend's two. You and Neo could be three and four. Seriously, were the tickets weren't the ticket tickets weren't the tickets ridiculously
2: expensive?
1: No, I, I mean you can very... afford it,
2: Drew. You're a millionaire, but it's true. Uh, yeah. I'm a working man.
1: I know you are. I know you are a working man. I got the, the tickets. Were not. Uh, I mean, the Eastwoods
0: going to the game? Yeah, there were the
1: tickets. There were tickets that were that were expensive, of course. Uh, if you wanted to be on the floor, Does if you behind
2: wanted... the stage, mean what I think it means, like you're you're seeing the backs of. Yes. Why do they even sell those tickets?
1: Because people will buy them. <laughs> yeah. else do you Such think as so? Jason. Jason. No, ball? I'm not.
2: I'm not criticizing Jason. I just didn't know that that. You could do that. I'm assuming the floor tickets were like $700 or something.
1: The floor tickets were were very expensive, as you would expect. I'll uh, be in the pre-
0: I'll be in the, I'll be in the press box watching from above. <laughs> You're, I was here. Yeah. For the, Dave's here for the Moose yeah. game. What the we'll hell? Be in the the
2: I icy luxury mean? box.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Robert started Robert Star saying it was 650 as he for floor tickets. Yes, I did Whoa, not. Well, Andy, 650.
1: I did not get floor tickets. I was doing well. No, I mean as or much. I, did Richie
2: get tickets? Did Papa Richie question, get tickets? For sure. Yeah. I'm assuming looked, Bruce just gave him, you know, like the first two tickets that were available, right? Like on the look floor.
1: What, look, what Kenny, look what Kenny's water bottle is saying here. Whoa. That he was at That concert in St. Paul all those years ago. That, was, what? that was 2012, wasn't it? Oh,
2: we met Kenny's water bottle.
1: I don't remember, but uh, if he says that he met us, then uh, well, he, he didn't knows meet that, true. I, was I per- like that I was, at was at the, the 20, Mall of
2: America. 2015 or something.
1: That was 2012.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it felt like it was at least 10 years that ago. That was 11 years ago?
1: I think so. I think it was 2012. Dear Lord,
2: Drew, we've got old. Oh, I know, because
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure that was. The, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the Wrecking Ball tour, and the Wrecking Ball tour, I think, was 2012. Right. Yeah. Anyways, good luck. Congratulations. Thought, yeah, Hannah to Montana anybody. was
2: wrecking or whatever. Miley Cyrus wasn't she
1: Wrecking Ball? No, Wrecking Ball was the name of one of Bruce's albums. Uh, she, now, uh, Miley Cyrus had a song called Wrecking Ball, but Bruce okay. had a Bruce had right. an album by the same name. Right. Yes. yeah a very good song by the way uh, yes. both 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 bruce's and miley cyrus all i'm audience. gonna say is i did not get tickets i'm assuming it's sold out so
2: maybe St- spency will hook me up here um but as far as a live concert because he doesn't he always play for like three hours and i'm you know i mentioned you know richie he's the biggest spring scene fan there is out there yeah. um but I, I it didn't matter like it's just I, I can't even describe it. If you haven't seen Bruce Springsteen in the East Street Band before, it's just something that you'll never forget. Like it's, it's just hit, to... it's just hit after hit after hit.
0: I'm I with mean, Blue. Th- I, th- by the way, I'm with Blue Thunder. I'm going to Taylor Swift over Bruce any day of the week. Well, when I'm uh, when
1: I'm in Vegas, uh, T Swift is playing in Vegas when I'm there in March. I don't have oh. tickets for her because I don't have four thousand million dollars oh it's
0: those tickets are insane i think like that someone was like uh, <laughs> the guys were joking like hey maybe we should go see adele for like nine 000. i mean we were kidding obviously but like nine thousand dollars i mean it's insane how You're much rolling in talk. the deep dave uh, i wouldn't be rolling in anything <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, that, that he's not rolling in the dough though that's the problem he might be rolling in the deep but
1: he yeah he'd be rolling in the deep debt if, and it's if, yes. funny taylor swift that.
2: actually was just telling her um her friends that yeah. when she's in Vegas, Drew's going to be there.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure she was saying the same thing. I, I mean, again, the thing about even if you don't like some of these artists' music, like I mean, I'm not a, I can take it or leave it when it comes to Taylor Swift and her and her music. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know that the performance, just the spectacle, is probably worth the price of admission. Kind well, of like before. the
0: illegal curve hockey show.
1: Exactly. Again, the price of admission, $0, completely worth it for all you people as long as you smash the like button, is exactly how that works. Uh, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do outtakes or do you want to do contest stuff?
2: Let's do Tough Duck because okay, I've so got to keep that. Let's up do here. contest.
0: Do the okay. contest.
1: Yep. Tough Duck, hardest, uh, hardest hitting comment as he who's getting it tonight?
2: We're going to give it to Partisan Paul. We see Partisan Paul often on both the Saturday show and the post game show. Uh, so you've got it up there. Jets overpassing, we just talked about that, has been an obvious problem. That Rick Bonus has tried to address from day one of training camp. More than 50 games later, uh, no success. Maybe need different players. And you know what? I thought that was appropriate because we were talking about the overpassing. The Jets were definitely not shooting the puck enough. And I think just overall, I think everyone is expecting Chevy to acquire at least one, maybe two top nine forwards before the March 3rd trade deadline. So, partisan ball. you have won the Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment. Send me an email, Ezra at LegalCurve.com or slide into my DMs. And Tough Duck will ship out a tooth to you.
1: There you go. Congratulations to Partisan Paul for winning tonight's Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment. Illegal Curve merchandise contest, Mr. Manouk. We have a winner there as well. Of course, if you don't know how to enter the merchandise contest, you go to the drop-down arrow on the YouTube channel. You go to our website, IllegalCurve.com. You'll see the link to the contest page. You click that link. There's a whole list of things that you can do. To earn entries into the contest. One of those things is entering the unique code word that you can only get by watching this Illegal Curve post-game show or catching it on the podcast edition. Tonight's unique code for 10 bonus entries is Dave, explain it.
0: Well, what do you think it means? 2662 kilometers, KMS specifically. For those listening on the podcast, Two six six two, KMS. For those who are listening on the podcast,
1: I'm about to start singing the Proclaimers. You know, uh, "Walk a thousand miles" or whatever the hell the well, song is.
0: What? Where? If you were walking two thousand six hundred two kilometers, where would you be walking? Well, I think
1: Dave's computer just sort of froze up a bit there. But would you know what, I be walking? I'd would I be walking from Winnipeg to New York? I don't know. Where would I be walking?
0: From Canada Life to UBS Arena.
1: Well, there you go. Dave M went deep into the, uh, into the, uh, I don't even know. I got know you. I was. have
0: to trick Frosty. I got to figure this out. And Alan, these guys are always trying to guess. So, True. Dave went
1: d- deep into the Fitbit is what he did there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where
1: There you go. So that is, why don't you say it one more time, Dave M. For, two, uh,
0: six, six, two, K, M, S. There right.
1: you go. That is the unique. Why not just
2: KM, Dave? Because kilometers, you don't have to have an S at the end.
0: I like the S. Plural.
1: Fair enough. That's uh, more than reasonable. That's You're good entitled unit to of measurement. One. So there you go. That is the unique code word for tonight. Two six six two. The number KMS uh, is the is what you need to enter to get. Drew, what are your thoughts letters. on the metric system? I don't really have many thoughts on the metric system right now, but uh, uh, you know, ask me back maybe later on today or tomorrow, and I'll see if I come up with any thoughts about that. Yeah,
0: Ezzie. The S is for Spensy. The yes, is for respect. That's very nice of you. That's you. Got, that's a. It's I was messaging nice. with
2: Spencey because I was with the fam uh, at Festival on Saturday. I know Drew was there a little bit later. We oh, coordinated awesome. that because we never want to see each other in public, it's even true. though we saw each other at rumors on uh, Saturday night. That's but uh, Spencey was there later. But uh, shout out to Festival the Voyager. Man, was Saturday a nice day because the next day it was like thirty degrees colder. So uh, if you have a chance. Uh, I believe festival is still going on this coming weekend, so go check it out if you have a chance.
1: I think it ends on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, if you're looking for something to do and you don't mind a little bit of the chilly weather, then that would be a, certainly a fine way about going about. And I it.
2: apologize, there's no more mini donuts left. I ate nine buckets uh, when I was there. Those are the last <laughs> nine buckets. So there's sir, no more sir. Please
1: left. leave. Please leave the fryer. We need the fryer, sir. As uh, Spencer
0: says, you got a date Saturday Night festival sugar shack. No wives, no kids. Let's go. Oh oh and God. by the way, turd, I saw your complaint. I posted it, I highlighted on the chat. Don't worry, I will make the next one guessable so you can get back into it. I'm not trying to make it unguessable, you have to still guess, but I'll make it more, I'll make it a little bit less uh, obscure, esoteric, if you will. Fair enough,
1: very generous of you. The winner of the merchandise contest for tonight's game, Dave Salins. Yes, Dave. Congratulations! You won some great Winnipeg Jets merchandise? Not you, Dave. Dave Ah. Salins. Uh, Dave S. Yeah, Dave S. Not Dave M. Gotcha. Uh, You're the winner, so we will be in touch to arrange for you to get your great merchandise. Stay tuned for Friday night's game against Colorado. 9:45 will be the time when the post game show starts for your next opportunity to win in the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. Dave M. You got the. Do you have it queued up? Are you ready to rock? I you well, I mean, you can do it
0: just as easy as I could, but I sure, could,
1: but uh, you, I mean, you're the one um, who went but, to all the effort, you got um, all the glory.
0: People think it was funny. Uh, okay, without further ado, adieu. Here is part two of the illegal curve outtakes of the grid park commercials, the 2022 23 version. Enjoy if why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, true. I'm driving around and
1: start, start again. I don't think it went live. Uh, I, I don't think it went, uh,
0: like you weren't recording yet.
1: Yeah. I don't think it started recording.
0: Okay. All good. Okay. Ready? Yep. I mean, drew, we're going to have all sorts of time. This is going to be incredible. We may have to start a pregame show because of all this free time that illegal curves going to have.
1: Thank you grid park for saving us time and stress.
0: Uh, that was okay. Wasn't great. I felt like it was good, but it wasn't great. There, there, were, elements,
1: there were elements of, of rush of it being sort of rough around the edges, admittedly. Yeah,
0: let's 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 do it. I feel like if we do it one more time because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot so I can go to the game like all these other schmucks in Winnipeg. No, nah, let's not do that. Start again. Sorry. I don't think schmucks is appropriate. Calling ourselves schmucks, one thing. Calling other yeah. people schmucks, not so appropriate. So, Drew, not only are you telling me that we're going to have an opportunity to have stress-free parking, we might have all this free time to have an Illegal Curve pregame show. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, Grid Park,
1: for saving us time and stress.
0: Well, that, my friend, was was a fucking masterpiece. That was pretty good. That was really fucking good. Yeah. And the best part is you and I are like so fucking full of ourselves right now. We're like, oh, that was amazing. We're so good. And we're going to watch it. We're going oh, to be terrible. It's
1: just awful shit.
0: Like, like, what is wrong with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so apologies for the cursing, but nonetheless. A little uh, bit blue. A little
2: yeah, blue. We gave, we I gave still ourselves- regret not being part of that commercial. We-
1: gave ourselves all of the awards that can go to the uh, commercial that go to whatever uh, the every, the equivalent of the Oscars are for commercials we gave it to ourselves there no matter what anyone else thought but uh, I feel like go. this
2: is when I was a grade 6 student and I was kicked off of the patrols and everybody <laughs> used to go to Saints Roller Rink and talk about how good Saints Roller Rink was every hang, week hang, hang, and hang now on, I still re-
1: hang, on, hang on hang on hang on
2: yeah I was kicked off the patrols why were nomination. you
1: kicked off the patrols
2: Probably I was mouthing off to someone. You know me, Drew. Like I've got, you know, I've got a motor mouth, so I, I probably said something to somebody, a teacher or something like that, and they kicked me off the patrols.
0: So well, you hold might, on, you on you hold you on, beep, of of position, beep, Drew, 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 beep, beep. If we're doing truth time, I too was kicked out of patrols. Now I was kicked out because in grade, actually, coincidentally, as in grade six, abuse of power. I was abuse drunk, of power. I was drunk with power as a bus patrol. Hashtag no big deal. I just wanted to be. Oh, you're a actually. fancy. You're fancy. I was, well, bus well I was, I was, but I wasn't kicked out of it entirely. What they did was they kicked me down from bus patrol to kindergarten patrol, which at the time felt oh, yeah, like that's, the,
2: that's so degrading,
0: so degrading, yeah. so degrading. But what they didn't realize is they were dealing with the devious mind of Dave Manuk, oh, which even in grade six, I was ready for that. I was ready to adjust. I was ready to handle it. Of course, I went to Centennial school. Folks who were grew up in West Gildonan yeah, know that, know that. Yeah. So although it's now been leveled because of all the asbestos, uh, hashtag no big deal. But uh, but in grade six. So what they did is I had to walk Main Street and Kingsbury to Leela, And I'd walk this kid. I usually left the kid walking, you know, the last half three blocks by themselves. I was like, hey, you're you're good enough, whatever. And then I'd go to Windsor Foods. See, this is where they weren't they weren't planning on dealing with what I was going to put up, what I was going to do. I'd go into Windsor Foods. I'd buy candy. I'd buy gum. I'd come back to school. I was a hero. I was handing out gum. I'm handing out chocolate bars. It was fantastic. I had to run a little bit of a black market uh, sales thing, he. It was great. I showed <laughs> I never them. knew
2: that, that we shared that in common. We
0: do. And well, That's I would what argue, I feel
2: like excluded. I would
0: argue
1: that I'm smarter than both of you because volunteers don't get paid. So you two guys were volunteers where I just went home after school and did whatever I the hell after. I, I did
0: to a do. During, me, I did it during lunch. That was a beauty. Well, well, that's not true, though. You got a pin at the end of the year.
1: Well, no, you didn't. You got kicked off. I got kicked off, yeah.
0: <laughs> and just... Drew, for the re- for the record, because I was I was I was good on the bus, generally speaking. Because of that, my bus driver, shout out Glenn Salter, let <laughs> used to let me ride the bus even when I was well, well, way, way too old to ride the bus. Coming home from Jefferson School or Garden City, well, maybe not Garden City because that was high school, but maybe in Jefferson, let me ride, get on the bus. So you used to take the bus home, yeah, Ill- illegally.
1: That's right, with elementary school children.
0: Well, it wasn't like I was like forty, Drew. I
1: was
2: like grade seven, for God's sakes. Have you seen Glenn Salter recently, Dave? What's he up to?
1: I love. Uh, that. First of all, maybe I'm a maybe I'm the jerk because I never knew any of
0: my bus drivers. Last you are. Days. Well, first
2: of all, not maybe. You I are never a, had any bus drivers. I walked not, around on the mean streets of River Heights. You, you are guys with your fancy buses.
0: And for the record, the re- i mean—that's the reason why when I go to to the MTS and I'd see the security guards, I say hi, Kathy. Hi, Don. When I see Perry, yeah. I say hi. Of I know course. people's first names. I know their names. I say mm-hmm. hi to them too. Well, that no, bus driver is the same. I, I mean, I knew my bus driver's first
1: name. I, they, I, was, and I was always very polite. Well, maybe he picked me up gorgeous. on social Street. What was your Street, bus or...
2: driver's first name, Drew? Hi. Well, I mean, He's, I need to make bus... it up.
1: He's making it up. No, no, I had different bus drivers at different years. There was Bud. There was Don. There was Jamie. I still remember their names. Nice. It sounds made Um, up. I, I mean I I, I, agree, I agree,
2: Dave. That did sound made up.
1: I swear it was not made up. You can you can you can fact check this with Google anyone that, that you want to fact check it with. But I can promise you I knew their first names, but I did not know their last names, which I guess you know, when you're grade seven Siri, what
2: were Mendel's bus driver's names?
1: <laughs> In any event, I think we're done for tonight. Uh you people, is anybody those... watching? Yeah, they're they are. That's the God
2: thing. bless everybody who's watching right now because I have no idea what we just talked about for the last ten minutes. We were talking about bus drivers and patrols and just utter nonsense. I love it.
0: Well, once we do outtakes, Ezzy, that's when it just goes to uh you know goes goes to madness. So it certainly does go
1: to madness. We're next in action on Friday night, nine forty five, after the Jets and the Colorado
0: Avalanche. So please join us back. Here. I see we'll be
2: at that game. Dave M and I are going. We'll oh be there. God, and by God.
0: the way, Darwin wants to know why we're not talking trade. Darwin, we're not talking trades because they have Jets haven't made a trade. Yeah, and and it's not we're not really in the business of of, of suggesting trades because no. the reality is we're in the some... bus business now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean the fact is we will, of course, on Saturday's show you can stay tuned for that. Yes, nine o'clock sharp. We'll be discussing. You know, with with uh, what would would that put us uh, a week away or just over six a week away? Six days away. Less six a, days away. Less than it's a, a week, week. right? Because yeah, it's it's Friday. A week on Friday. Yeah so so just remember that uh we'll be we'll be having plenty to talk about on Saturday of course tomorrow is a moose game I don't need to do a moose manuk moose minute cuz I did one the ice I know I know the ice played though we will mention that the ice won their eighth straight game today they, they played, played a matinee right? yeah, yeah they played a noon start against Calgary uh, the Hitmen and so they won uh today i think 5 to 2 was the final their winning percentage is insane like i think it's like 858 or something like that they're 45 I don't remember what they I tweeted their record. It's insane. They're 13 points up on Saskatoon and Red Deer, who they play tomorrow night. So they're back in action against the Rebels tomorrow night. The Moose take on the Admirals. That should be a real good game. We don't know. Uh, obviously, Axel Janssen-Fielbe got recalled up to the to the Jets on an emergency basis. The Moose can we'll jump go. into first in the Central. No, uh, They're four points back. 4%. No, I'm saying if
2: they if oh they yes, win if their they next few games, yeah, if they win like, the
0: next two against Milwaukee yeah. for sure, as he yeah, yeah, and that'll they need cool. help, but yeah, they're yeah. right
2: at, no. they're, they're it's 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 within striking distance.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So that should be an interesting one, and then yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of shows this coming up in the next few days. So and remember, folks, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. Now most of you are subscribed, so that's good. And and, and remember your bus driver's name. Remember your bus driver's <laughs> name. You know, let us know if you want more outtakes. Maybe I can find more outtakes from the other commercials we've done. I don't you think just, I think you should just start sharing your camera roll. Oh That's gosh. what you should start well, doing. Just, nah, just start sharing I, your camera I, roll. Drew, do you want me to go all the way? I got some I got some stuff, you know. No, you, I know what you have. I was, you, you, say, you, you know. I was gonna say, I don't know if you want me to go that far back, but okay. <laughs> Anywho, the point is, and remember, will, no people, <laughs> no, no, you got if you got an invite from IC to like our us on Facebook, become part of the IC Facebook Army. I see a lot of people liking and sharing our stuff. We appreciate that. And last request I will make, because a lot of you have done it already, but i mean, going to ask it for you again. If you get a chance, go on the podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, preferably iTunes, and leave a comment, positive or negative, positive only. For, uh, for us on the show. Appreciate it. And we it.
2: delete the negative one.
0: <laughs>
1: there you go. Big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the Saturday show, and the website, A Possibility. By request, we name them in reverse order tonight. Our friends at The Keg, Grid Park, Rollies Whoa. Transfer, Seagram's, Boston Pizza, Tough Duck, Bethway, Zappia Group Realty, Linden Market Dental Center, and, of course, Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club support these fine businesses because of their continued support of Illegal Curve Hockey. Jets lose 2-1 to the New York Islanders, but we had fun. For Dave Manouk, for Ezra Ginsburg, I'm your host, Drew Until Friday, 9.45 p.m., we wish you good night and good luck, and thanks for watching the Illegal Curve Post Game show.
0: Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.